You're listening to a podcast hosted on the Podcaster Matrix. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. Are you troubled by pop culture references you don't understand? Does trying to figure out a good jumping on point in a long-running comic series keep you up at night? Have you or your friends or family seen a comic book-based movie, TV show, or cartoon and not known what was going on? If the answer is yes, then this is the podcast for you. My Big Fat Pull List. Our assembly of knowledgeable hosts are eager to help answer all your comic book-based pop culture questions. We're ready to geek out with you. That new comic book series, is it going to be a waste of money? That new TV show, is it going to be a waste of time? That new movie, is it going to be a waste of both? Well, we here at My Big Fat Pullist are here to let you know, quite frankly, is Is it worth it? it? Much like the dinosaurs, we're back. Back with another episode of Is It Worth It? I am, of course, the effervescent and always assailing Pistol Danger, joined as always by these handsome gentlemen to my right, the irascible Mr. X, and the simple Smurfy. We're tackling the four-issue miniseries of DC's Black Label, Jeff Lemire's The Question, Deaths of Vic Sage. Join us, won't you? Or don't, because if you don't want to, that's fine. We're still going to do it. I mean, yeah, like, Either you're way it's going. listening this point, so it's on, it's on you if you keep listening or not. Right, you should stick around, you should, but I mean, if you don't, no hard feelings, you know, we're not, we're not going to beg. I mean, I'm going to have hard feelings, because this is an excellent episode that I have planned and calculated to the sentence of how great this is going to go. And if I'm, I'm calling bullshit right now. <laughs> well, Ditto. I tell you what. Why don't you head on over to our Patreon? www.patreon.com forward slash my big fat polis podcast and join that tier that allows you to plan an episode. And then you can see how much work I put in and whether or not what I just said was bullshit. Not only can you check out that sweet Patreon page with a lot of different tiers that have something for everyone, you can also check out our new YouTube channel. It's currently on a soft launch right now, but it's got a plenty of content and a lot of things to come. I don't like the uh, the term "soft" anything. Okay. So uh, can we <laughs> well, can we say a uh, it's a pre pre launch? You don't even like um, soft serve ice cream. Well, that's that's different. Oh, oh okay. Fine. <laughs> soft <laughs> serve ice cream <laughs> is okay. <laughs> oh, otherwise, right? <laughs> you know. Because then it sounds like we're having a flaccid start, right? To our, true youtube channel it's not, it's not salad and, or hard and that's not what it is well definitely head on over it's it's my big fat pull list on youtube uh, the channel has all of our previous video content that we put up on other youtube channels and through facebook and we have new promotions new promos for the stuff that will be coming very very soon so check it out won't you Spoiler warning. From this moment on, spoilers are in effect. You have been warned. So let me ask you, Mr. X, what was your first experience with the question? 
maybe a handful of appearances that he might have had in Batman comics back in the late 80s, early 90s. But even then, I wouldn't have known him as the question. I would have known, oh, it's that guy with no face. <laughs> no face, I, man. I think, uh, and and this might actually be the answer that we all give. I think my first real exposure to the question was in the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. Yeah. And that character from that cartoon was voiced by Jeffrey Combs, who I absolutely love. He's one of my favorite uh, character actors simply because he does so much horror and sci-fi stuff that I love. Oh, he was a blast in the Frighteners. Absolutely a treat. Oh, he's he's a treat in everything. Even if the movie or TV show sucks, he's great. Period. <laughs> uh, but because of his portrayal of the question, I started following the question during uh it was either countdown. Yes. Or 52, whichever oh. one it was, where he was teamed up with Rene Montoya. Yes, I think that was and the, he, he was so. dying mm -hmm. and they were trying to solve some mystery. And by the end of the story, he dies and Montoya becomes the new question. OK. Smurfing. Exactly what he said. Like, no, no, no. Like in that order is that uh, my first introduction to him. Well, not the eight, except the 80s part. Uh, honestly, my first introduction to him was during the Justice League Unlimited uh, cartoon. Uh, I thought he was really interesting. Thought he was like kind of an awesome, cool character that questioned everything. Uh, then got exposure to him while reading. I think it would started out 52. Then went to Countdown, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, something like that. Yeah, I, can't, I think I cannot right? remember. It, but they're they're, conne <laughs> they're connected. It's a total of 104 issues. Is, is yes. like that series. But yeah, then um, as I was reading Watchmen. I noticed that Rorschach and question were very similar and kind of like stuff start clicking in my brain. And I was like, Oh, that's where they got the, the idea for him at or the ripoff. But yeah, that was really my first exposure to the question. Like only exposure to him. Fun little side note about what you just said is actually uh, Rorschach is based off the question, but yeah. in mm -hmm. justice league unlimited. And I don't remember which episode it is question talks like Rorschach, small, quick sentences. And uh, it was done on purpose as an homage to Rorschach. Um, I believe it's after he's figured out that Luther's running for president and it's all and like history is just going to be one giant cycle and he can't stop yeah, it. He, yeah. He starts, he starts like fizzing out. You can see yes. it. And it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's fantastic the way they have him like dialogue that. I am the same, but once I got the DC app, I read a little, a couple of the question comic books and they were real interesting. Lady Shiva showed up. And it actually had a lot to do with some mythical stuff, too. And I really appreciated that. It's hard to explain because that was probably about a year ago. And I don't remember it as well as what we're about to talk about, the deaths of Vic Sage. But I'm excited to talk about this book. But let me ask you listeners out there, what was your first experience with the question Vic Sage? Hit us up on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or make a YouTube video for us. Tag us. We'd love to see it. The question, The Deaths of Vic Sage, released in November of 2019, written by Jeff Lemire, illustrated by Dennis Cohen. And it's a four-issue miniseries, giant size run from the DC line, Black Label. 
And it's got some of that gritty art that I like so much where it can be very detailed, but not at all in some instances. And it basically tells right. the story in four issues of Hub City. Let's, it, it's better to say it's Hub City than it is of the question. Because what you find out is the question is almost having a Groundhog's Day life where every time he starts to stand up for something or believe in himself or something, it all comes crashing down. And I'm going to get into spoilers here. So if you haven't read it, please skip to the end. Essentially what you find out is there's like a, almost like a time demon like Pennywise. And it comes out of a giant well that's just in this abandoned mine. And when Vic first stumbles upon it, he kind of like seizes out and is gone, is like loses, I want to say five hours of his life and thinking it was only like a split second of like, oh, it's something shook him. But instead it's like five hours are gone. And what's cool is in issues one, two, and three, they're all in a different time period. They're all showing the different Vic sages as they come about. And the first is an old West tale where he's the local blacksmith. And unfortunately, a little bit of racism is still going on. And a shopkeep won't sell an axe to a, an African-American man. And then in the next one, he is a gumshoe. I want to say in the 1940s, trying to stop people from doing some union busting. And what you find is there's this one being that's going through time, the Pennywise thing, which is called the man with a thousand faces. And each time he kills Vic by tricking him. And Vic is always one second too late to realize like, oh, wait, that's not the person I thought it was. And then boom, gun to the head or boom, knife to the stomach. And as this is going on, you find out in the city, in present day, unfortunately, a cop has gunned down a young African-American kid on a routine stop. And that's kind of in the first issue and then kind of like sporadically thought of through the series. But it's not until the very end of the comic itself when all of that comes to a better fruition. And the way the story is paced and told is very well done as because in each timeline you find they you know they'll turn a corner and then they'll see current Vic Sage and then they'll shake their head and they'll be back in the Wild West or back in the the 1940s and then it goes on and I really I really like the way that it's done I have a good comparison for it for the Wonder Woman movie because I wasn't a big fan of the way it ended with Ares being the one behind everything and in this, it kind of ends the same, where in the end, he's able to defeat the, the demon. But what he learns is when he steps outside, the race riots are still going on because not one person does this. It's the fact that everyone has the capacity for good or bad. And that's actually something they mention quite often is that there's good and there's evil. And that if you don't know where you fall in between those two, you're probably on the wrong side. Hmm. It's only four issues. It is large size, so I can understand how normal comic collectors might have looked at this and be like, I can pass. I don't want the giant size black label comics. And I, I totally understand that. Now, see, I was picking up the book. I got the first issue. 
my thing was is that it got to the point to where it's like, well, I'm picking up quite a bit and I can't afford everything. So I need to make some cuts. And that was one of the books that got cut after issue one. And that's fair. It comes with a hefty price tag of six ninety nine per book. Ouch. Um, yeah, not great. But honestly, I've spent more on worse books. <laughs> and I think one of the things that I, I, I can appreciate about this book is that it's still a comic book to its heart, but it does tackle current issues going on in the world. But it doesn't handle them in such a heavy-handed or ham-fisted way that it's like, yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? Where there's things you see and you're just like, yeah, I get it. It's not preaching at you. No, it's telling a story that is relatable to the times. And I think that's something that I, I've kind of lost in some of the books that I have, where they're in the they're in the whole, yeah, I get it category. And the question many deaths of X age ends almost very similar to Wonder Woman in the fact that even though you know, they've defeated the one entity that they thought was behind it. The chaos still continues. But unlike Wonder Woman, this feels more earned and handles it in a better way rather than, okay, now it's time for giant CGI fight that's going to negate everything. Well, yeah. I mean, it's storytelling is storytelling, although visual medium versus popcorn movie. I don't right. know if it's really fair to try to compare the storytelling of this miniseries with Wonder Woman, the movie. Well, I think in the storytelling, that's where the comparison is. And that's where I want to keep it. Try like, to say, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it does. It's very similar. You know, Ares and let's just call him the devil in this are very similar in that they always appear and that the protagonist is focused so much on the antagonist that they fail to see the trappings around them. And that both pe people are capable of both good and evil. And that's kind of where I feel this book succeeds in showing and Wonder Woman fails at the end. Hmm. But I, I understand the point you're making. Sometimes rather than have a thoughtful climax, you got to have the giant CGI fight. So fair point. And not to, not to diminish your opinion on it. It's a very important topic to have especially in the current climate that we live in and i am totally with you i am not a fan of when somebody and i don't want to say that writers have an agenda but when you don't write your story well enough to where your message is at least partially masked it seems like you have an agenda Instead of wanting to open people's eyes or expose them to another way of thinking, you're preaching at them. Or even worse, you're beating us over the head with something. And if you can balance your message with actual real storytelling without making the reader feel like, oh, well, I'm being lectured here. Okay, I'll make sure that I recycle. I'll make sure that I smile and say hello to everybody I meet. I'll make sure that I, I, I don't have another bad thought ever again in my entire life. And very few writers are able to do that. And, and that's in any medium, not just comic books or movies. That's any medium. Yeah, and I think Jeff does a really good job here of balancing that out. And if you'd like to finish, I will loan you the other three issues. And Smurfy, if you'd like to read them, I can loan you 
all four issues. I don't know. Like it's, it sounds good, but uh, I feel like I, I feel like it's kind of deja vu Groundhog Day. I don't know if I'm like I'm like I don't know how I feel about it yet. Honest opinion, right? Okay. I know. Well, sorry. Yeah, I just still I'm not. I'm on the fence right now. Still. Well, let me let me give you this then, because I'm about to tell you, Smurfy, whether or not this book is worth it. All right, because I was going to say I'm not convinced yet. I don't know if you could tell by the favorable opinion I gave it in the previous segment, but absolutely this book is worth it. The art is great. The storytelling is great. And the story encaptures you. Like I have, this was the one book that I was collecting that every time I would look for it or actually Google when it was coming out. Because if you still Google question Vic Sage, it says it's not coming out till October. And that broke my heart because there was such a delay because of COVID that my book got put off a couple of months. And this was the one book I was looking forward to every month to read. I think this is an example of great writing and definitely earns the DC title under Black Label. I think it takes a character that might have been forgotten in time, the Vic Sage version of Question, because we all know Renee Montoya is a new question, and gives him more of a backstory and more of a purpose without cluttering it, without being like, well, wait a minute, what's going on here? It's very focused, and the story itself will engage you 100%. Now, Mr. X, you only read one issue. Do you feel that I am any way misleading just based off the one issue you have read? No, I mean, it it, it was so long ago that I read that one issue. Mm -hmm. Would you be interested in finishing it then? Let me ask that Uh, question. Yes, uh, I, I actually planned on finishing it out when it uh when it came in a trade paperback whether it be hardback or softback because really it it wasn't necessarily the character of the question that drew me to the book it was more of the art cowan and sinkovich that art there was just something about it along with the 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 faceless image of vic sage as the question I'm a sucker for a really good detective story. So you've got that. You've got a really interesting character like The Question, which I have very little exposure to. But then you have this amazing art. For me, even if I don't either know anything about the character or don't care about the character that much, you can pull me in with the art. Perfect example of that is Doctor Strange. Yeah, I knew who Doctor Strange was. Did I hate him? No. But was I a devoted fan of him? No. But you toss in the artwork of Chris Pacello, and I was all over that book. Uh, Not to mention the fact I also enjoy Jason Aaron's writing, depending on who he's writing. But the combination of the writer and the artist led me to collect the entire run of Doctor Strange until the artist and writer left the book. And after that, I was like, nope, the whole reason why I picked up, I was picking up the book has gone. I planned on going back to this series because of the art. I would be happy to borrow your copies because I still need to give you your copies of Wonder Woman Dead Earth or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Which I'm sure you Uh, loved. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was a real page turner. Did you even read it? I did. I read all three issues. 
Would you like the fourth to finish it, or are you good? No. <laughs> that is an honest I, I don't. Bad review. That is an uh, oh, that is a dead honest review. Like, so, nope, I'm I'm good. I, I'm like I'm like the art was phenomenal. Yes, but the story was just scratch your head. It's like, <laughs> how many of these post-apocalyptic DC stories are we gonna do? Because this one didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. There there were a lot of holes, which you actually covered in your mini review of the book in one of our episodes of uh, current issues, which of course there will be a link in the show notes to this episode, to that episode, if you all want to listen to what pistol had to say. So no, I don't care about finishing the story. This I actually care about because the first issue was compelling enough. The art is freaking fantastic. So yeah, not only would I love to borrow your issues, but then I'm most likely going to pick up the trade because I'll want it to be a part of my collection. Can I tell you something? Sure. Go ahead. I'm also going to pick up the trade, even though I own all four issues, just because it's, again, it's to me, it's easier to loan this to someone as a trade. And I think this is definitely worth a read. Damn it. You guys sold me. I'm going to go out and buy the trade. I'll give it a good home and a good read. Well, that's what I like to hear. And that's the point of this whole series of, is it worth it? And something like this, I th- I feel like the question, the deaths of Vic's age could get lost in the shuffle, especially nowadays with what's going on. And maybe people's pocketbooks aren't as uh, plentiful as they once were. And there are a lot of black label books. Correct. I actually just picked up the first issue of The Three Jokers, which I will dive into, as I believe the two of you did as well, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. X has read it. I have not read it. I'm going to read it uh, in the next couple of days. But that's just my thoughts and Mr. X's thoughts on the question, The Deaths of Vic Sage. Did you read it? And if so, what did you think of it? Was the art that drew you in? Was it the story? Was it the character? Or was it a combination of multiple things? Let us know by heading on over to our website, www.mybigfatpullist.com. So that's it, gentlemen. We've done it. We have figured out whether or not The Deaths of Vic Sage is worth reading. Because it is. And I hope that someone listens to this who is on the fence and says, You know what? Thank you, Pistol Danger. Thank you, Mr. X. And even thank you, Smurfy. You have pushed me towards getting this great book. Yes. Agreed. Okay, then. (laughs) Guys, listeners, that's going to wrap this up for another episode of my Big Fat Pull List. I have been your host, Pistol Danger. And as always, I'm joined by two men whose opinions on books I respect just a little less than my own. I guess that would make me Mr. X. And uh, there's no other choices left, so I'm Smurfy. Wait, Dragonus Prime wasn't here? Shit. And we'll catch you in the funny pages, guys. That's our show, folks. Tell your friends and family about our program. What he means is you and everyone you know should subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on every app possible. Want to help support the show? Visit our Patreon page. We have a variety of incentives at multiple tiers, sure to satisfy any and all hardcore geeks. You can also follow us on social media where we post weekly comic picks, breaking news stories, and glimpses into our everyday geek lives. Until next time, keep your turtle shells waxed. Your power rings charged. 
and your proton packs prime. Ooh, what's this do? No, Smurfy, not the containment unit. Insert the tone. Nope, you're right. <clears throat> Correction. Correction. Because I forgot to put like tones for myself, so I'm just doing it. Hey, just so you know, you never sent me notes on this. Oh, I sent them to the pull list page. Sorry. Oh, okay, my bad. Okay, because I was like, I just didn't see him. Sorry, I'm going. I'm going blind. I'm doing it live. Forget oh. it. All right, we'll yep. do it live. Yep, this is a pistol show anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, let me forward them to you real quick. Yeah, no, it's fine, dude. You can just keep going. Uh, the way I think we're doing it. All right, fine. I like being surprised. <laughs> well, brother, get ready. <laughs> Buckle up. Buckle up, buckaroo. That's right. Ooh.